0: Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, live on BBS Radio, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners with one-on-one coaching and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation and learn from one-on-one coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests, how to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. If you wish to be coached now, get in the queue by dialing 888-627-6008. Each business owner is selected on a first-come, first-served basis. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach and certified financial educator, Shirlene Reeves.
1: And welcome to the show. I am so delighted to be with you tonight because we've got some great content and I'm going to briefly tell you about a business blueprint that really works. So I hope you'll have your pen and paper out. And then I'm going to talk to you about some numbers. Uh, Don't say that about numbers. I know what you're thinking. But this is a good time of year to bring up a few things about how you can save money at the end of the year. So let's get started right away. So let's first talk about your business blueprint. We've been going through show after show talking about the importance of establishing the target market for your business. We've had people on the show that have talked about that and the importance and what a difference it made in their business. And so that's the step number one is defining your target market. Your next step, is to actually talk to those people in that target market so that you can develop a program or programs, I always suggest three, just for your clients. And if you are trying to develop programs without talking to your clients, it makes it very, very difficult to sell. However, if you take the time to check in with your clients, It makes all the difference in the world because suddenly you are developing programs specifically for them, which is pretty exciting. If you develop programs and you haven't talked to them first, guess what? It's going to be really hard to sell. And I'm all about selling through your heart and I want to tell you I just got all the books in it was so exciting to have the unveiling today and open the first box and I think you're going to love this book because a lot of what I talk about is in it and so if you listen carefully you take notes you'll find that you'll be moving along in your business very quickly and if you read the book it'll be even faster And the book has some great exercises in it so that you can stay on track. But let's get back to those programs I was just talking about. When you try to sell programs that you haven't interviewed your perfect clients about, it's like looking for a needle in the haystack. I see entrepreneurs all the time. And in fact, they come to me and ask for help because they don't know where to start. And they get this idea that they've been through something personal and they become very, very passionate about it. And when they become passionate about it, then they say, okay, I wanna teach everybody how to do this. Well, guess what? Not everybody wants to know how to do that, but they may want to know some form of what you know how to do. And if you don't talk to them first, you'll never know what that form is or how to bring them into your programs easily. Now that is step number one and number two, no matter what. Even with my clients, we never ever develop programs without talking to their specific clients first. And you have to know the right questions to ask. So let me give you an example. Last week, I believe it was last Friday, I did a special little video class for only $20. And I did it for only $20 because it was all about how to look great on Facebook when you do live streaming. Have you seen those videos that they do for live streaming? Oh my gosh, their complexion looks bad. Their lighting looks bad. They don't know what they're saying. They're trying to get it out there and they're doing their best. They're making their best stab at it. So I thought, I'm going to develop a little class so that they can see the easiest things that they can make a difference for their live streaming. And what I did is I talked to lots of different often entrepreneurs to find out what it is that they wanted to learn. And I found out they needed to learn how to look professional because they were so afraid to be on live streaming without looking professional, and I get that. Oh, my gosh. If we come across unprofessional once or twice, people will just say, forget it. That person doesn't know what they're doing. And they're not proficient in video, and it that's why it appears like they don't know what they're doing. But the point I'm trying to make is when I went out and I spoke to these different entrepreneurs. They said, I wanna look professional. I don't know how to light myself. It, I always end up with the light behind me and then I don't have any, I'm all black. I, there's, I'm in just complete shadow. I don't know what to do. And they don't know how to sit professionally in front of the camera and how to be prepared so that they aren't reading their script. And so those are the things that I taught them in that $20 class. And then afterwards, I've now been going through and talking to each one of them to find out what they liked the most, what I could have done to make it better, and what they needed more information on. And so far, I did okay, which is really nice. They're even giving me a 10. (laughs) So you see, if you reach out to the people that that you want to support, you'll always know, what it is that they need. Then when you offer them a class, they sign up very easily because it is exactly what they need. So think about that before you go off and create a class and then try to sell it. Know what it is that they want so that you can make it enticing for them. And then also we've talked about utilizing the benefits when you're describing your program so that They can see what it is that they're getting, not how to do it, but what it is that they're getting. So when I was talking to entrepreneurs and coaches, which is who I work with primarily, I said, what would you think about coming to a class that shows you how to do the lighting so that you look professional when you do live streaming on Facebook? And they all said, yes, that's exactly what I want and they all showed up on the class. And you know how hard it is to get people to come to a class because they're all so busy? Absolutely. But because I gave them something that they wanted, they all showed up. So that's the tip for you. And then make sure and go back and talk to each one because I'm talking to them. There's some that are gonna enroll in my massive visibility media course because they wanna learn how to do their own videos and learning how to do their own videos will save them thousands of dollars. Okay, so let's talk about a bit of money, okay? We've talked about the business blueprint and money's a really big part of it. In another show, we talked about the five steps to financial freedom, so I'm going to remind you of those steps right now. They were cash flow, number one is cash flow because we always need to make sure that we have cash flow in order to put food on our table and gas in our tanks. That's what's really important. If we can't put food in our tank personally and in our car's tank, we can't get anywhere. So we have to have cash flow. And I told you when we talked about this that if you have no cash flow, and you're burning through all of your money and your savings because you aren't on a step-by-step basis, you've been chasing all the different shiny objects, then you need to get a part-time job. And it's not a bad thing. Some coaches will make you think that it's a bad thing. But believe me, it's not a bad thing to get a job part-time. And I would do it if I was you. You know, I, I would do it if I had to. And I have had to in the past, many times. So just think about it. Don't worry about whether you it's good or bad. You need the cash flow to put it, money out so that you can t- continue trying to ramp up your business. The next thing is proper protection. Proper protection is like life insurance, car insurance, health insurance, long-term care, disability, anything that has to do with protecting your cash flow. You may have a lot of money in the bank, or you may have a lot of cash flow, but if you're not protected, somebody is going to want it. And if they sue you, and I hate to use that word, but it is a litigious society here in California. I don't know about the other states, but I do know here. So you always want to protect your cash flow. Number three is debt management, and we're going to talk a bit about that tonight. We're really going to get into that debt management and show you how you can make more money out of the money that you have. I know that sounds strange. It doesn't mean you have to make more money selling programs All it means is we need to look at your own dollar figures and start seeing where you can save money. That's one of the things that I do when I sit down with people as a certified financial educator. We look at all of their debt. We look at where their income is and we look at the expenses they're paying every month. And then we get clues so that we can find money that we didn't have before. Okay, so then after debt management, then we have an emergency fund that we need to work with. And the emergency fund is all about taking care of things that are unexpected. And we always wanna make sure that we have an emergency fund and sometimes that's kinda hard and I know how that is, but it's very, very important and at some point In another show, we'll talk about how to develop an emergency fund if you're living paycheck to paycheck. And then the last thing is your long-term savings. Long-term savings is gonna be your SEPIRA, your 401k, a kid's college plan, anything to do with long-term savings. Maybe it could even be investing in a house or something like that. And as I mentioned before in a previous show, we tend to get upside down we start a job and they make us feel like it's an honor to invest in the 401k but i got to tell you it really isn't and you don't want to do that until you've got everything all four other steps in place and you are comfortable with the money that you're living on at that time so those are your five steps to financial freedom and i wish you would keep them right in front of you so that you know where you are on those steps now another thing i want to mention to you tonight that came up in the business mastery platinum mastermind today was the fact that we need to have a business license you must have a business license now Let me tell you, if you don't have a business license and you've been running your business for a year, they're going to make you pay penalties when you get it. So the best thing that you can do is get your business license as soon as you possibly can. Now, one of my students said, does that mean that's my EIN number? An EIN number is for a corporation, any kind of corporation, could be an LLC, it could be a C corporation, an S corporation, anything that is a corporation has an EIN number. But when you're a sole prof, then it's only Social Security. It's your Social Security number, just because that's how you report your income to the IRS, And I haven't talked to you about the different types of businesses that you can have with regard to corporations, and we will get into that in another show. But for this show, I just want you to talk about, I I just want to mention your business license. Go down to the county or go online and apply for your business license, and then they'll send you (laughs) a renewal every year. I want you to know that they always show up and you will pay it every year. You must have that. There is no ifs, ands, or buts, and it's not an EIN number if it's a corporation. It is, however, your social security number. Now, if you use your name in your business, that's much easier to deal with. If you don't use your name, like I use mine as... uh, maximize your wealth now that's my company name and I have to have I had to have a fictitious name statement to make sure that nobody else out there was using the name and you can kind of tell just by buying the domain whenever you decide on what the name is of your company you buy the domain it's just like when you name your book when you have the title on your book like mine is Selling Through Your Heart, I needed to get sellingthroughyourheart.com and I do have that. So keep in mind that your domain should go with your business license, okay? So if you have questions and you need some support on that, then give us a call and I'm happy to help you. And I'm on my own tonight, so I'd love, love, love it if you would call in. And ask me any questions that you happen to have regarding what it is I'm talking about. Or you could ask another burning question if you have one. So I'm going to give you the number to call in. And then that way you can get in the queue. And here it is. Are you ready? So you could call in on 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. Okay, so let's move to the next step. I want to talk to you about write-offs. Now, write-offs don't mean much to us if we don't make an income. So if you aren't making any income at all, then you don't want to worry about write-offs because you're not paying any taxes to begin with, so you're not going to get any taxes back. That's how it works. You, you, If you want to do write-offs, you have to make money. And you can do that, you can do the write-offs by really focusing on a few things. So here's a couple of the things that I want to talk to you about. It's the end of the year. We only have one week at the end of the year, I just want you to think about this. And if you need a new computer and you've made money this year, then that's when you're going to want to buy it before the end of the year so you can write it off in that year. Some people say, oh, I'm going to buy my computer at the beginning after Christmas. Well, when you do that, then you have to wait a whole year to take advantage of that write-off. And when we're talking about write-offs, big expenses, I always try to do at the end of the year. It really upsets my assistant <laughs> because she sees the money drain out of the account. But on the other hand, when she's always happy that I've done it when I don't have to pay much in taxes and I can write it down. She doesn't really understand how all this works, even though she's so phenomenal that she does all my books and she goes and sits in front of my CPA every year to provide all the information that he needs and all I have to do is review it and sign. Pretty cool, right? (laughs) Anyway, so back to the write-offs. What do I mean by write-offs? Okay, write-offs are anything that have to do with your business and if you are going to lunch or taking clients to dinner, then you can write on the back of the receipt who it is that you took and then that becomes a write-off. You don't write off the whole thing though. The accountant will tell you how much to write off and I'm not an accountant, so I'm not gonna pretend to give you numbers on that because that becomes a liability. So. I'm gonna just tell you how I do it. Okay, so I write off my printer. If I wanna buy a printer, I buy it by the end of the year. I buy ink by the end of the year, I buy paper. Today I was over at the office supply store and I bought all kinds of things that I need for my office in Mexico so that I could write it off in this year. And they usually have some pretty good deals this time of the year too. Like um, if you buy two, you get one free or something like that. So it's usually a really good time. So I'll go buy my ink. Um, I also write off my cell phone because that's what I use for business. I write off, there's two ways you can write off your car. You could do it in miles or you could do it in, servicing and repairs you have to talk to your accountant about which way that will work for you so anything to do with your business is a write-off and it's why I tell so many people who are working for an employer to start a business because you always want to have money to write off against your income then you can keep more money in your pocket. Does that make sense, everybody? I hope it does. Okay. So write-offs are anything to do with your business. Now, what we're going to do is take a little break and I will be right back with you. And what we're going to talk about next is finding money and the money you already make. We'll be right back with you.
2: professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, the art of selling with heart. The next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing.
2: I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not. Experience before. That's why I the class. because I wanted to sort of uplevel my sales skills. Then thank you, Charlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to maximizeyourwealthnow.com.
1: And welcome back. And when I left you, I promised you I'd be back with finding money and the money you already make. So many times we think, oh, I got to get a second job. We got to make more money or we're not going to make it. But I'm going to give you a few little hints to, in this show about how to find that. And it's the it's the thing I really love to do because when I sit down with a couple or someone who is struggling with money, we always can find money in the money they've already made. So let me talk to you. You know, you might think, you know how much you spend every day, but I feel confident in saying that you probably don't. Because in this day and age, it's so easy to spend money without thinking about it. And we just go to the grocery store and we use credit cards and we use uh, we don't use cash very much and I gotta tell you since I moved to Mexico and I'm using cash every day I can really see how much I spend and not only that I'm converting it to pesos and thank goodness that our U.S. money is worth so much more than pesos but I really see how I burn through my cash and in the States, we almost never carry cash. So we have no concept of the total amount of money we're spending unless we run out before the bills are paid. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever just gone through your day and spent money or maybe even gone through a whole month without even looking at what you spent? Have you? I suggest that you make a note of every dollar you spend for just one week. One week. I did this recently and I found out that I was spending an average of $100 a day. I had no idea I was gobbling up $3,000 a month on top of the money already budgeted to pay my bills. So here's what I found. As I went through each receipt for one week I wrote it down in a little notebook every time and that included my gas oh my gosh a whopping 50 dollars every time I go to the gas tank and it's gotten even worse in Mexico and we're just about the same in California to Mexico I'm finding that out but one of those things that I found I was spending a lot of money on, and one of my favorites, was Starbucks. I was spending $31.50 a week, which is $126 a month. Uh, $1,512 a year. And get this, in five years, I spent $7,560 at Starbucks alone. Yeah, how much are you spending there? Daily trips to the coffee shop to pay for the yummy shot of caffeine. It was actually an addiction that I later noticed was calling me every time I drove by a green Starbucks awning. I didn't even realize it until I said, okay, I'm only going to Starbucks once a week. And every time I saw an awning, I was like, oh, I want to go there and have some some chai you know and then that's what I get so if you enjoy Starbucks, stop going there and find out how it calls you into the star It's a great gimmick and I wish I could figure that out for my own business but you go in and you'd spend you know an average of four fifty without even thinking about it and you think it's really small amount but think about it in. Five years, it was $7,560. So you add up what you're you're spending at Starbucks or any other coffee shop you go to. Here's another one. Audible. I was spending $26 a month at Audible. $312 a year or $1,560 for five years. And I, I didn't even know it was coming out of my account. Because my assistant said, well, if it's been there a long time, I don't ask you about it. And I needed to be asked about it. You know, and Audible makes it easy to buy books. And the company sells its service by telling us we can buy books with credits and get them cheaper than the original book price, which I found really isn't true. Because if you go to Amazon, you can buy used books a whole lot cheaper than Audible. But I wanna tell you a secret and if you can figure out how to get this to happen for your business, you'll have it made. These company memberships are like bloodlines to their company bank accounts that they budget on automatically coming in every month. And we're contributing to their bloodline. So if you aren't using your Audible, then It's time to cut it loose, okay? Save that money, $1,560 for just five years. Here's another one I found. You know that facial cream product that you get for free? Well, they turn out to be like $90 a month. And if you're buying that at $90 a month, I don't care whether it's vitamins or facial cream or whatever it is, it's $1,080 per year or $5,400 for four years. Can you tell that I've done my homework? Many times we request something for free off the internet and forget to cancel it. Then you begin receiving the product monthly and it dings your bank account before you even notice. You may think like I did once, this is a great product. I guess I'll keep it. And then when I calculated the cost, It was easy to say no, but it was a real pain to stop the next shipment and go to the post office to return the product I had just received. So watch your statements. That's the major message in this, watch your statements. Don't be caught off guard. And then, oh my gosh, there's that trusty TV package. Oh wow, that package, I tell ya. Those packages are so expensive. Do you know I cut off my TV completely and it saved me so much money. And now I just watch Netflix for $7 a month and it's live streaming and I don't have to watch any commercials. But you know what? My TV package was $120 a month and it was $1,440 per year and 7200 for five years. Did you hear me? $7,200 for five years. Almost the same amount as Starbucks, which was $7,560. So think about your TV packages. That's where we find a lot of money. There has to be things that you can just get rid of or get rid of TV completely. Then you won't have to listen to the negativity. And that's why I did it. With your internet service, we're kind of stuck there. But, you know, my internet service was $89 a month, and it's $5,000, $5,400 for five years. So do you see where I'm going with this? And I haven't even gotten to eating out. Eating out. Look at your receipts for eating out. If you can write it off and you can take a client out for dinner or lunch, that's one thing. But to just eat out, oh, my gosh, it adds up very, very quickly to, for me, it was $300 a month or 3600 a year, $18,000 for five years. So I had to really think about this and decide what I needed and what I didn't. So I cut the TV off completely. And I don't eat out a whole lot. I eat at home as much as I can. And when I do eat out, I eat out with my clients so I can write it off. So I hope that makes sense to you. And this is all about how to save the money that you're already making. Look at where you spend your money and take that challenge that I just gave you that you every week for one week, not every week, I'm sorry, for one week Find out exactly how much you are spending. And then look at what you're spending it on and find out what it is you need to save on. Now, here's what I saved on. I saved on Starbucks, Audible. Oh, I have a trick for you on Starbucks. I go put $50 on Starbucks. I write it off and I take clients out. And when I actually did it this way, I found that I didn't go to Starbucks so often. (laughs) And I'm not knocking them, I love that place. But I had to cut back and I canceled Audible, I canceled the face cream, I went to Netflix and I canceled the vitamins that I was getting. They were $90 a month and I don't eat out as much. And do you know what? Over a period of five years, I'm saving $29,831. That is all money I don't have to make. So here's some questions. These are telltale questions that you can ask yourself as you're moving through this. First of all, do you drink sodas and expensive energy drinks? There's a lot of money in that. And that's why they make them. <laughs> and there's a lot of sugar in that, those sodas so that you become addicted to them. I've seen people who can't live without drinking five or six Cokes a day or Pepsis or whatever they love to drink. But it's all sugar. And then do you smoke? That's going to be a painful number both for your health and your bank account. And it's one of those things you would need to write down if you are, or I should not say if, I mean when you are doing your weekly challenge to see how much you are actually spending. Do you drive an expensive car that could be exchanged for something cheaper but still nice? That's a good question. Because sometimes we can get them, we could get a loan at four or 5% and sometimes less. But how much is that payment? And did you do a lease or did you buy it? Are you going to have anything at the end of that lease that you spent all your money on? Or did you buy it so that you could sell it and make money on it? Have you checked on your auto insurance to see whether you can get a less expensive rate? That's really big. I don't like doing it, but it's really, really important. Um, Have you refinanced your car to the lowest interest rate you could possibly get? And are you paying a mortgage for a big home with rooms you don't use? You could rent them out on Airbnb to supplement your mortgage payments. Have you thought about that? I did that for two years and I really enjoyed it because I live alone and I got a lot of nice people that came to visit me. And they paid me for the visit on top of it. So it was really nice. And I made a really good income as a result of it. And here's another one. Are you drinking your profits? Alcohol is both expensive and addictive. So take stock on how much you spend on alcohol and see if maybe you could cut back. Now, the whole idea is to get your money flowing in and minimize the money you spend because it's not how much money you make. It's all about how much money you save. Did you hear what I just said? It's not about how much money you make. It's all about how much money you save. And did you know that the average American's income is approximately 30000 a year? That's pretty amazing. I don't know how people in California live on $30,000 a year. Now, in Mexico, that's a great number. You could do very well in Mexico on that. But you sure can't do well in California. So why not think more in terms of investments than consumption? Turn it around. So that you are paying less in liability and more in assets. Now, when I talk about assets, I'm not talking about your car because that's definitely not an asset. It's a liability. And over time, it value its value dwindles because you drive it and it becomes worth less and less unless it's uh, – a Lamborghini or a Maserati and then it may be different. But most of us just drive common cars and the more we drive them, the less they're worth. So if you are doing, if you've got an income of 30000 a year, you really have to take a look at the money that you're spending because you're trying to stretch it in many different ways. So like I said, think more in terms of investments than in consumption, consumptions going out and buying big screen TVs or a new car just because you finished paying off the last car. It just amazes me when I see people do that because they're conditioned to make those payments every month so they just run out and buy another car once they've paid off the car that they have. And I paid off my Beamer years ago and it's been the best move I've ever made it's an older Beamer, but it'll run for 200,000 miles. So I don't want to buy another car. And it really takes good care of me and gets me where I want to go. So think before you add another payment. And if you're spending every dime and not carefully watching how your money is spent, it will be impossible to invest in your future. And by the way, your 40K or 401k or your Sep IRA, is not an investment and we'll talk more about that on another show all right so let's talk about paying with plastic because it's like playing with fire and we are going to talk about in this segment how to pay that plastic down and right now if you're running the plastic up or you're just surviving on it then you might want to talk to me about how you can consolidate that debt into one small payment with a low interest rate. And we could talk about that. So let's talk about plastic. Now, I don't mean plastic in general. I'm talking about credit cards. You probably know that already. And, you know, in my first year of college, I experienced a really scary financial burden. And it was all Visa's fault. (laughs) not really I'm just kidding you know I was only 18 when my first visa card arrived in the mail with my name on it and that was a pretty exciting time and like many young people today that little plastic card gave me license to quote have a blast unquote and I did have a blast and you talk about a rude awakening. (laughs) Looking back now, I'm really glad I learned my credit card lesson at an early age because the pain of the monthly payments created a lifetime reminder that I'll never repeat. In only 30 days, I was suddenly responsible for $1,200 in debt. So I needed to devise a way to pay it off. And while I was collecting, only one small part-time paycheck because I was going to college. Now, if you want to get rid of debt and you're serious about getting rid of debt, then I'm going to give you the secret for how to do it if you're ready. And what I'd like to do is just tell you to grab a piece of paper because I'm going to do my best to explain this to you. And set up four columns and label them, the first one credit card, the second one total debt, the next column is monthly payment, and the last column is interest rate. And then you organize your credit card statements, beginning with the card that has the highest interest rate first. Now, let me tell you. When we talked to AJ a couple of shows ago, we talked about this interest rate challenge and how 18% and over can double in three years. The principal will double if you're making the minimum payments. And that's why I want you to really look at those interest payments. So when you're doing this, you're gonna list each credit card and you can easily determine by your statements, your total debt, and <clears throat> there's no no concern about the number. So don't don't worry about it. This is a strategy to actually pay it off. If you don't want to combine all the debt into one payment at a lower interest rate, I keep throwing that out there because I want you to take that into consideration. And if you have an interest in that, then you can email me at sreeves at maximizeyourwealthnow.com and say, hey, I'm interested in consolidating my debt. Who is it I get in touch with? So that's sreeves at maximizeyourwealthnow. You can email me directly. I'm here for you, and I'm also here to support you if you need some help. So what you want to do is determine which card is costing you the greatest amount of interest and is the most expensive to maintain. And then you're gonna note how much it costs to pay the monthly minimum payments on each card. And your goal is to pay off one card at a time while making minimum payments on the others. And what you do is you begin focusing on the card with the highest interest rate. But there is a caveat. If you find there's another card with minimal debt on it, it might be smaller, Choose that one first so that you can pay it off in a shorter period of time and eliminate it. And when I say eliminate, I mean cut it up and celebrate. Uh, Seriously, cut it up and celebrate. Because if you don't celebrate, then you don't feel like you've accomplished anything. And it's important to stay focused on paying off the first card and then doing what you can to eliminate any further charges on any of the cards. As you write the check or pay online, say out loud, I am paying off all debt. And this will support you in manifesting the payoff much more quickly. Now, once you get that small card paid off, then you take that payment that you were paying on that card and you add it to your card that you have next on your list. And that way you'll be making a higher payment on that card and you'll get it paid off faster. And then you take the third card and you do the payments that you did on both the first two cards and you add it to the third card's payment and then that one will pay off more quickly and so on. So I hope this makes sense to you because If you can do this and you could stay focused on really paying off one card at a time, so say you pay an additional $25 on each card in addition to the minimum payment, by the time you get to the third card, you're making the minimum payment plus $75. And the fourth card, the minimum payment plus $100, which allows you to Get rid of these cards so much faster and we're going to take a bit of a break and then I'm going to tell you how to only have two cards. We'll be right back.
2: in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now.
3: The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people and it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing.
2: I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Sherlene had to offer that I had not experience before. That's why I changed the class because I wanted to sort of uplevel my sales skills. And thank you, Shireen, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income, go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com.
1: Uh, And Welcome back everybody. I am going to give you this last step at the end of our show and I hope you've been taking notes and writing things down and you know what? I think I'm going to use this show for my courses and that's one of the things I love about doing a radio show is that you can repurpose it for other things and that's exactly what I'm going to do. So let me talk to you about the two credit cards. I promised you I would, and this is going to be the last thing that we're gonna chat about tonight. After you have gotten all of your cards paid off, I want you to keep only two. One is specifically for your business, and the other one is specifically for personal. Now, why do I say that? Well, when you have a business, it's very important, even if you're a sole proprietor, To keep your business separate from your personal. And if you have a business credit card and you never use it for anything but business, and the IRS decides to audit you, guess what? They can't go any further than your business. However, if you have been slopping your personal and your business back and forth onto to the two credit cards, they will go right into your personal and audit that as well. And I know how important this is. And I'll tell you, I just went through a three year audit. It was not fun. And they wanted to see every invoice and every receipt that was connected to those invoices. And they were all on my business credit cards so they could not go into my personal. Do you hear what I'm saying? Can you imagine what a nightmare it would have been if they had gone into my personal accounts also? And I'm gonna tell you, they got nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm an open book and I do everything on my credit cards so that there is no hiding of anything. And also, it makes it easier for somebody else to do my books so that she can go and sit down in front of the accountant. I don't have a bunch of receipts in a box. Every receipt is attached to the statement. And anytime they want to see the statements, they can see the receipts. And that's the way that my assistant and I set up the system. So here's what I do. And this is probably one of the greatest tips I'll give you tonight. You have receipts all the time and we just trash them here and we put them on the kitchen table or we put them on the counter or we, they're sitting around in our car or ladies, they'll be in your purse and we don't know what to do with them. And then we just throw them all in one place. Oh my gosh. And we try to sort them out just before the end of the year when we have to do our taxes what a nightmare. And I know that most of you would agree that that is so. (laughs) So here's my suggestion. I don't care what kind of envelope you find. It could be a brown envelope. It could be a Christmas envelope. It could be any envelope you want. You put your receipts in the envelope and you note on the back of your receipts what they are for. Because even if, you know, like at the holidays at Christmas time, I will buy gifts for my clients and I have to write on the back what those who those clients are that I'm giving those gifts to because that's what the IRS wants us to do, just like the restaurant receipts. And then all month long, I put those receipts in that envelope and I mark what month it's for. Then I'm fortunate because I have Diana And I send the envelope to Diana and then she goes through and puts them all with the statements. And that's what you can do too if you don't have someone to do it for you. Put all of your receipts in your little envelope for that month, then put that month away if you need to or give it to your virtual assistant to take care of it for you. But if you keep up with it, and you have all those receipts ticked or stapled, I should say, to your statements, you're going to be in great shape, and you'll be just like me. And if you do a three-year audit, the IRS will look at it and say, I guess there's nothing to get here. So I leave you with that thought, and I thank you for joining me in this show, and I look forward to seeing you next week on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Have a great holiday, everybody. I'm thinking of all of you, and I'm so grateful that you are following the show. Good night.
0: Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. Join us again next Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to get in the queue early to receive your personalized business coaching experience. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at SellingThroughYourHeart.com.